Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lili Nishmasi Mimirosi Uspas Mordechai. Rabbi Sai, if you ever watched a video, it's a promo video that has over 20,000 hits. It's called The Magic of Rebelli. The one with Yossi Hirsch. Yossi Hirsch, Kensington. So, one of my favorite guys on that video is Jeff Gordon from Boynton Beach, Florida. And he says, I'll show you a picture of him in a second. Thank Hashem, I've loved the daf since we started the new cycle going on two years now. Some days have been harder than others, but I still try to just grab one new thought each day. That's what he says in the video. Tries to get one musik every day. For me, that's a win and goes to helping me grow and be better. Mirza Hashem, my wife and I will be taking our Liyah flight November 14th. Along with nerves and excitement, I'm already trying to figure out how to make it one time. That's it, one time to a live share. Don't know how it is, is you're going to be here. Listen. Dove Harris came in from England and he wanted to go to the Kaisal the first thing, but he decided to come here first. And then the next day he decided he wants to go to the Kaisal, we came here again. <laughs> he put, I know. Listen, some people have their priorities. If you're going to come to our Yisrael and do a Yacht trip, you're only going to come here once. Dove, I mean Jeff, we're going to have some problems. You better be here. Because here, as the shear is growing, I wouldn't be surprised if a carpool will be in the future. I guess he's, he wants to live in Netanya. Last night, I, just honored with, I was just honored with a new Gemara from Seth Tainus. It's amazing. We'll be I'll be able to use MDY Gemara and Eretz Yisrael, learning the daf. Would never have believed it, but I'm thrilled to do it. Thank you from a Florida boy, and now a Heverman, Jeff Gordon. Here we go, Jeff Gordon. Not the best picture. It looks, he looks a lot. Watch the video and you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay, anyway, here's another one. Moshe uh, Aziz. I listened to all your shiurim from Yuma Daf Teiches. One of your chassidim got me into it, Mr. Sassoon. Uh, Mr. Susdomi, you're not, you're more than an eight minute clickbait. I'm hooked to your shiurim. You had a stickle correction on a Misa, the Walmart Misa, Shabbos, Woodburn. Okay. Although your shiur has more ads than raid, I still have you on my podcast feed. You're the world's greatest YouTuber. I say this strictly as an audio listener and a bigger Lakewood Afyoyimi member fan. The ads, jokes, inside jokes, charisma, criticism, cynicism, Stories, show and tell items and passion for spreading Hashem's Torah really makes you truly a unique and relatable Rebbe. I love that you're connecting Klai Yisrael through this free art school initiative. I must have referred 15 people. I think only three actually filled out the form. I won't include it. Moshe A, T125, Tashlich, New York. What is that? That's a place? It's real? 100,000 followers, hashtag 100,000 followers before Hanukkah. <laughs> He has he's chash, he has the Hebrew version. I've never seen that with the embossed for the Hebrew that's new for Tainus, and he has a Tesla. I guess it's going well. Sell this grass is a good zach. That's his thing. He says that he does this. I don't know what it is exactly. It's some sort of grass. No, no, no. There's not a marijuana. This guy that never saw marijuana in his life. This these little guys are not mar- no no talking about things we shouldn't be saying in sheer. <clears throat> okay, young kids here. Um, yeah, Raboisai, he got 15 people. We only have a week left to Tainus, so let's push it. Join MDY. What is it? Yosef, anybody? What is it called? Join MDY.com. GrowTheShear.com. If you're new to the Shear, join MDY.com. Raboisai, a lot of people, the new guys, I th- the old guys know this already. A lot of people. They want to know what to get me for a gift. They call my wife. They call Yeshua. Do not get me a gift. Get me another guy to the shir. You want a curse of toiv? 
make that phone call. Like Rabbi Naftali told me yesterday, you woke up in the middle of the night. I guess it happens. How old are you? 50? 58. It happens. starts happening at 58. Wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning, Friday night. What are you going to do? He starts thinking in his head. He goes through all his contacts. Who could he call Matzi Shabbos to get to Gumbi this year? So he's there. Ah! Oh, it's Naftali. That's with me bothering all the Yushalmis and everything else. Let's see what else we have here. Oh, Raboisai. Gary, are you able to do this? Okay, so listen to this. Pay attention to the screen here. Literally, this is, why am I showing this now? This just happened a half hour ago. And I'm going to tell you what happened. I get a video clip from Nisano Gans. He says, you'll have Nachas to see. This is what just happened in New York. You could play the video. Play the video and I'll tell you. There's a second one. There's a follow-up. Now look at the clock, what time it is. Okay, so he says that to me, and he says, uh, look, look what's going on in New York. The guy's learning, and he, I said, how do you know it wasn't a put-on? Maybe he's just pretending he's learning. And look, you see the clock, it's 12.30-something in the morning. So he calls up the guy that sent it to him. His name is Nachum Wolf, that's, that took the video. And the guy learning is Yitzhi Mandel. He says, Ellie doesn't believe that it's real. So the guy gets on a FaceTime and goes, okay, I'm in my car now. I'm going to show you. I'm going from here. I'm going back into the base medrash. And I'm going to take another one for you. And look at the clock. It's like nine minutes later. Go ahead. Alrighty. With Ali Stefanski. This video is specially for you. We're going to go into the base. Hopefully this time he doesn't realize. realize again i don't post post false content come on this video needs to be shown on the zoom you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying that's what we're talking about he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't post false content everybody say anyway so i'm very very proud of these guys first of all the guy learning he's learning at one o'clock in the morning almost learning by himself with the the headphones and the guys have what to do Matzi shabbos Matzi shabbos there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of parties, a lot of things. He's learning Torah. And that his friend realizes that this is a double fashion. You can turn off the, the speakers, it's good. Okay. To take a video of that is also fashion. All right, let's learn some Torah. We have some other uh, emails, but I thought that was important because it's, it's, it was fresh, literally, half hour ago. We are holding today's Davchov test. And we are holding all the way on the bottom. Five words from the end of Chofchesom Beis. Now we're holding on top of Chofchesom Dal. Ribzeiro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't say the... No, you're right. I said my mother, but I didn't say the sponsors. Wow, that's going to take time. Where are they? Hmm. No, we got to do it. Yosef's not here. I guess he's up the whole night doing his video. Forgot to remind me. Right, we got to do it quickly. Where is it though? Oh, boy. 
Sponsored by Shmuel Yech. Sponsored by Yoyli. Sponsored by... I don't remember anymore. I don't, maybe I didn't print it. Okay. I, I know I printed it. Maybe I didn't bring it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know where it is. I put it over here. Sorry. Raboisa, let's do this real quick. In honor of the Dafyomi community and solo members. Lili Nishmas, my chaver, Rebordechai Shalom, Pinchas Tuvio, Ben, Avram Moshe, Peretz, Kopman. Versailles of Shoshon is dedicated by Yossi Nesti Elbaum, Lili Nishmas, Bilal Tzipor, Basri Ruvain, and for Shidduch Tila Sari, Basri Estelea. And, Paris of Chodesh, Chodesh Kislev, Yoyli, Lili Nishmas, his father, sister, and Shver. And, Paris of Chodesh, Richard Klein, Lili Nishmas, his mother, Nechama, Bas Kolev. Dovi Reich, in memory of the recently nifter, Rabbi Meir Shapiro, Rav Meir Ben, he means the recently, the recent yard site. Rav Yosef, Rav Meir Ben, Rav Yosef, legendary Chicago. Oh no, oh no, no. He's talking about Rav Meir Shapiro. That's what he's talking Sorry, sorry, sorry. Rav Meir Shapiro was a phenomenal, one of the, my, my wife's favorite educator. He was the principal of Ari Crown. She always used to talk about him. He was just nifter. So if you're from Chicago, you know what I'm talking about. He's a... Uh, Legendary, Rav Meir Ben Rav Yosef, legendary Chicago educator, longtime principal of Ari Crown Hebrew Day School. See, I didn't read this before. Who oversaw the Jewish education and Midas development of thousands. Unbelievable Midas, unbelievable. Because the Shama should have an Aliyah. By Yisrael Goldstein, for the Schuss of my oldest grandson, Avrumi's Chalaka today, he should grow to be a true Ben Torah. And by Akiva Solkowitz, his brother-in-law's first yard site, Avram Yehuda Ben Shalom Tzvi, the Shama should have an Aliyah, must have been a young guy. I have no idea what that is, but Akiva's young, so I'm assuming his brother-in-law is young. All right, Zok the Gemar. So Reb tells the Shamish, I want you to blow the shofar for me, but you have to have Kavana. Yesterday we just finished the whole sugya, Mitzvah Saint Sriq's Kavana. According to Rava, you don't need to have Kavana. So over here you have a Reb who says, listen, you need to be Mechaven to be mighty me. Alma Kosovar, Mashmiya Boy Kavana. Even the guy blowing has to have kavana to be mighty others. Meisvei, what do we do with our Mishnah? He was just happened to be walking behind the shul. Vishama calls shoifar, call Megillah. He hears the shoifar of the Megillah. If he had kavana, he's yotzas. The Gemara, v'chikiven libay mehave. Who cares if he had kavana? But the guy blowing the shofar didn't have kavana. So what, what does it help that you have kavana when the guy blowing the shofar didn't have kavana? Over here you see Reb Zeira wanted his shamish to have kavana for him. Why does he have to have kavana? He should just have kavana to be yaitza the shofar and finished. Says the Gemara, We're talking about a community shofar blower in the shul. He doesn't have kavana for each Individual, he has a general kavana to be mighty whoever's listening, even the guy that's walking behind the shul. So that guy doesn't have to have kavana. Bad Reb Zeri Shamish does have to have kavana. Tashma, niskavin shemevel and niskavin mashmia. We had this yesterday. If the guy hearing has kavana, but the guy blowing doesn't have kavana, or niskavin mashmia v'le niskavin shemevel, the guy blowing has kavana, but the guy listening does not have kavana. Lo yotza. Neither of them are yotzah. You have to have both. The guy blowing the shofar has to have kavana. The guy listening to the tkiah has to have kavana. Ketani mashmia dumia deshemea. So this is a little bit of a tricky line here. You need some explanation. We have to add some words here. So, since they're in the same sentence, when things are in the same sentence, they have the same halacha. So, ma mashmia dumia deshemea. The guy listening... Uh, Sounding the shofar, 
has the same halacha as the guy hearing. Just like the guy that, that hears, he hears for himself. He's not hearing to be moiti anybody. So to the guy blowing the shofar, he has to be yoitzi for himself. But what if, now you have to add this, what if both of them have kavana? So the person hearing is yaitza, even though the guy that's blowing the shoifer didn't have kavana. So that's a kashmir b'zeira. Where it's mashma that if the guy blowing just had kavana for himself, he will be mighty anybody else, even though he didn't have specific kavana to be mighty anybody else. So why the b'zeira tells Shamish you have to have kavana to be mighty me? It's such a strong question that the Gemara actually buckles by this question. You would think like it's a, a funny, interesting kind of diuk, but it's, it's solid. It's solid to the point where the Gemara has to say, yeah, you're right, Tanoi. It's in fact, the Machloik is Tanoi. The Zayin Shemeya, Shemeya La'atzmoi, Umashmiya, Mashmiya L'fidakoi. So the Tanakhama holds that the guy hears and the guy Blows. So Rabbi Yossi comes along and says, No, I don't hold like the Tanakama. I hold like similar to Rabzeira. In other words, Rabzeira holds like Rabbi Yossi. That the, the guy blowing the shoifer, it's not enough that he's just being Yoitse. If a guy is in his house and he has, grabs a shoifer and says, Oh, I want to be Yoitse mitzvah shoifer, and he starts blowing. Does that mean that everybody next to him, everybody that's walking up and down the hallway and outside is Yoitse? Says Rabbi Yossi, No. He has to have specific kavanah to be made to other people. Unless he's a shliach tzibur. He's the hired shoifer blower of the community. Then he doesn't have to have specific... But stomach guy, sometimes it happens. You're in corona, you're diving at home, and you want to be you want to yoy to the shoifer by yourself. So you grab a shoifer. Doesn't mean you have kavanah for the next guy. Or maybe it does. Machloik is tanoim. Rabbi Yossi says, it doesn't mean you have kavanah for somebody else. That's where Rabbi said, please have me in mind. And the Tanakhama says, no. A guy that's blowing a shoifer, he's being mighty everybody. The guy that's being yaitza, the guy that's listening, he has to have specific kavana. Says the Heilige Mishnah, the official Mishnah, is sponsored by official, but this is his last Mishnah. He doesn't want to sponsor anyone, he wants somebody else to jump in. Okay, so it's going to be, Lerfur Shlema, from Yosef ben Chana. Till further notice. So we're talking about kavana. It actually started in the Mishnah, it's not just the Gemara. The Gemara talks about the Mishnah talks about Kavana. You have to make Kivin Libay Lotzes. It's a very interesting Mishnah that the Mishnah starts off with a Gadata talking about Kavana. And happens to be that Kavana is one of the main parts of Yiddishkeit. It's all in the head. Mitzvahs, Yerushamayim, Emuna, Bitachan. Every mitzvah we do. There's a guy that does it a little bit better than the other because he has better kavana. He means better. He means for less gaiva, less, ka- less this, less that. Pure. It's all in the head. So, we know that when Moshe during the war with Amalek, when he lifted his hand, Kleisrol was beating Amalek. But when, he, when his hands went down, then they started beating us. I guess you got to go to YU for that song. I don't know. Oh. Miami. Oh, London. How old is that? Hey, 
Okay. No. There's a reason why I don't know the song. I'm sorry, Egal. Dialogue here didn't do a good job over here. Uh, it's a great song, but they didn't do it justice. What's going on here? Well, as soon as Moshe Rabbeinu puts down his hands, so, so the, we start getting killed by the, by the enemy. There's a marshal. Calls man, Jehoi Yisrael, Mistakum Klapi Malo, Umishabdim, Slibon, Lavim, Shabbashamayim. When you surrender your heart to Baruch Hu, you look upwards, you realize that everything's from Akadosh Baruch Hu. Then Klai Yisrael wins, Vimlav, Hoyu, Neuflim. And if you don't have that Machshavetz, then it's not his hand. That's a mushal. It's how it means when Klai Yisrael realized that this war, it's not the guns, it's not the sophisticated GPS systems and the, and the lasers, it's Hakaj Baruch Hu. Then we realize that, then Klai Yisrael wins, Vimlav, Hoyu, Neuflim. We go into the whole Six Day War, Yom Kippur War, and all these things when Klai Yisrael believed. They were able to win. But there's a famous story in the, the Azrieli building in Tel Aviv. I don't know if it's real or not, but everybody says this. So there's a guy that, that was supposed to be a partner in the building, and he was, he was very sad because he invested in Hungary, uh, Hungary and uh, kids. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a good investment. So he goes to the Azrieli building. The, you know those beautiful buildings? One is a circle, one is a triangle, one is a square. He goes to the top and he wants to... Do something bad to himself, I think. And basically, he gets locked out. He gets locked out of the... At a, he can't go down. He decided to come back down. He couldn't get back down. So he's waiting there an hour or two. Nobody notices. He's like, this is not good. He's going to stay there forever. So he had a wad of cash with him. And he starts throwing down money. And he's watching people just grabbing money. They're grabbing, grabbing. And nobody's looking up to him over there. And he's done with his cash and he's finished. So he's now what? He says, you know what? There's a bunch of pebbles here. Let me start throwing pebbles. So he starts throwing rocks and he hits a guy in the noggin. Hits him nice and good. So the guy looks up. What's going on? He goes, help! When it's good, when things are good, when you get the money, everything's good, you just take the money and pocket it. When you get a zetz in the cup, then you start, oh, when there's a machla, then all of a sudden people remember to davantak Baruch Hu. All right. Another mice. I heard another beautiful mice from Yanko Galinsky. He says, there's a bacher there's a guy from you know, the, the worst kibbutzim here in Israel. They eat treif on, 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 uh, on Yom Kippur. Eh, the guy decided he wants to go to Panovich. Somehow somebody got him and he decided he wants to go to Panovich. So the Chazanish asked Rebbe Galinsky, could he please travel to Haifa and take care of this, this guy's documents to get the vouchers all? So Rebbe Galinsky told the Chazanish, sure, I'll go. But I need to ask the Rav one thing. How is it possible that this guy from a Shomeritzir ends up in Panovich. What, like, what's his chos? His parents eat Chazit Trefa Yom Kippur. How does he end up here? So the Chazanish said, it's Pashat. His grandparents were from and his grandparents Davin. Now, the parents have their own, they, they, they could choose and pick what they want to do. Their Pchira, the, the Tfila can't help against their Pchira. But the grandchild, the Tfila, the crying of a, of a, of a, of a parent, sometimes you think, oh, the tefillah went nowhere. No, it went somewhere. You just don't see it. It goes to the future generations. Here we go. When Klai Yisrael started questioning Akash Baruch Hu, coming out of Mitzrayim, there's no food. Akash Baruch Hu was upset with them. He sent the, the snakes. 
and they started dying off like flies. And then Moshe Rabbeinu had to make a copper snake, put on a pole, whoever looked at it was, survived. Does the snake do anything? It's a copper snake. Ella. Person again surrenders his heart cries to Hashem, looks up, realizes where it comes from, then he has a reform. And if they didn't realize that, then they will die. It happens to be the famous Gemara in Baba Basra, Kuflamadalit, that was an Aroid. And it has to do with this very much because Aroid is made from a snake and a, it's the offspring of a snake and a turtle. And the Aroid was killing people left and right, so they called Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa. And he went, and the Aroid bit him, but the Aroid died. So he said, Lo Aroid memis, el achet memis. It comes, it's a play on this, on this Mishnah, I think. Snake doesn't kill anybody, it's the Aver that kills, it's, it's the belief in Akash Baruch that kills. So the Gemara, what? Yeah, believe in Hakadosh Baruch that saves in, there, in every situation. Believe in Hakadosh Baruch that this is that. Yeah, believe in Hakadosh Baruch that gives parnasa. Then parnasa comes. Believe in Hakadosh Baruch that. Yeah, chino, chino, whatever in that thing. Vim lahav yinamoyke cheresh now nu nu halacha. Okay, so, so that's that's the end of that gadot and the mishnah. Halacha, famous halacha. Cheresh shoyta v'katan ein moitzimus haravim yidei chavasa. Somebody who can't hear the shofar, so he's not in the midst of shofar. So if he's not in the midst of shofar, he, he, not because of, uh, uh, typically cheresh is in the same category of a shoyta because he's a, a, a deaf mute, he's not educated, the whole thing. Not, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about hilcha shoyfer. Person can't hear the, the sound of the shoyfer. He's not in the midst of shoyfer. Not in the midst of shoyfer. He can't be like the other people. Shoyta is a shoyta. Vikaton, he's not bar mitzvah. Zach Klaus is the Mishnah. This is the rule. If you don't have a chiyuv, then you cannot be mighty somebody else. It says the Gemara Atan Rabban. Yes, who's chayiv in a shayfer? Chayhanim or Levim Yisrael. So the obvious question is, of course. If not them, who else is chayiv? Gerim, even a ger, va'avodim, and even Evikanani, who was freed. Vodim shuchorim, v'tumtum. Means we don't know exactly are we dealing here with a zachar or an akeva. But androgynous, androgynous is both. But allahically, what is he or she? It's both. It's an androgynous. Actually, in English, it's also called androgynous. It has <coughs> both zachros and nakvos. Now, if you have a slave, Evid Knani, that was owned by partners, and one of the partners let him free, so now he's a chetzi Evid, chetzi belchayr. So he's half free, half not free. So he's chayiv in shayfar. We're going to see exactly who's mighty. Could he be? Very interesting. Could he be mighty himself? What's better? He should be mighty himself or somebody else should be mighty? What do you think? Obviously, it's a trick question. The answer is going to be what? It's better that somebody else should be mighty him. Because his kia is puzzle. Because it's half uh, evit's kia. Half of the sound is coming from an evit. <coughs> That's it. I spoke too much about not getting sick. Here it comes. <coughs> I believe. 
A tumtum cannot be moitzi anybody because he's either a zacher or an akeva. He's not both. So on the tzad that he is a zacher, on the tzad that he's an akeva, he cannot be moitzi anybody else. He can't be moitzi another tumtum. Because what if the, the, the second tumtum is a zachar and he's in a keva? So he can't be mighty then. And he cannot be mighty a regular zachar. Andreaginos, mighty is minoi, avaloi, Andreaginos, let's call him a zachar. So he could be mighty all other Andreaginoses, because they're all the same. Let's say he's in a keva. So he can be mighty all other Andreaginoses, because they're only kevas. But he cannot be mighty a regular human being, because. I have to ask him a chila, Kupishtein. He just walked in. He didn't realize that Shir on Matzah Shabbos is 7.30. He showed up here at 9.15, nice and early. And there's nobody here. Sticha, Vakesh Mechila. So, we understand. A tumtum is somebody that's a definite zachar. You just don't see it. It's covered. But an androgynos is a whole nother bria. There's a gemara. It's a bria from the atzma. It's a third min. Whatever it is, it's a mixture of zachar and akeva. So a mixture of a Zohar and a Keva could be mighty, another guy that's a mixture of Zohar and a Keva, but cannot be mighty a pure Zohar. But if a guy is half a slave, half a free man, he cannot be mighty anybody. We'll see in a second. A better Svarah. So now we go back to what we just said. Everybody's a Chayv and Shoifer. If a, a coin leaving Israel and not Chayv and Shoifer, who in the world is Chayv? Says Gemara, you're right. But the Chiddush is, I'm one of those. We used this Pasuk last night, by the way. To tell us that you can only blow Shoifer during the day. But it also says, it's a one-time thing. It's a one-day year. Only somebody that's chayiv one day, which means a levi, a uh, Yisrael. But koyhanim and levim, they have tkiyas every day in the base hamikdash. When you bring a carbon tamid, musaf, different korbanas, you blow. What do you blow over here? Trumpets. Here, this is the mizbeach. You see the mizbeach. They, they stand, this is a duchan, by the way. This is why it's called duchaning. You know that, Dani? Duchaning, because they stood on a thing. On a duchan. They blow the trumpets. I would think that they shouldn't be chayv at all. That even a coin is chayv and a shoifer in Rosh Hashanah. Midami, what's the, what's the connection? Look, they're not blowing a shoifer. They blow trumpets in the base of Mikdash. So, of course, they should be chayv. You're right. So we had this in Allah a number of times already. There's a connection between Rosh Hashanah and Yoival. For what? The type of shoifer you use, the tkiyas, and the amount of brachas you say in the Shemona Esrei of Mosav, we said besides one bracha, you don't say this is the first day of creation because it's 10 days later, it's Ayim Kippur. Okay. Mandi is a mitzvah, is a mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah. Any human being who's part of Yoival can be part of Rosh Hashanah. In other words, all Yisraelim. Since they're not in the mitzvah of Yoival, we'll see in a second why. 
I think since they're not in the mitzvah of Yoival, they're not in the mitzvah of Tkir Shoifer. That yes. Now, a Yisrael, there's three halachas. Rashi brings down. I'm just, see this very, very long Rashi. I'm telling you what Rashi says in two seconds. So you don't have to look at Rashi. Beautiful halachas. A Beisari Chayma. If you have a house inside a walled city, so you could redeem it, you have 365 days to take it back. No questions asked. You go, you sell it, right? If it was in Ramat B'Chemish, you'd make a lot of money. A lot of people sold their houses nine months ago and they messed up a little bit because the prices, you know, all doubled in the last nine months. So if you lived in Ramat yeah, you go back to the guy, sorry, redo. Terrible. Now there's another halacha, and that's a Yisrael. Kain doesn't have this. Kain can come, redeem his. Don't buy from a Kain. I mean, sorry, Rabbi Schoenberg and Danny. The real estate guys, guy, rabbi. If you're a coin, you sell your house. 35 years later, show up. I sold to you for 10,000 shekel, agurot, whatever it is. Today's $25 million. I want my house back. Here's 10,000 agurot. You get your house back. That's how it works. So you want to deal with the coin, you figure it out yourself when Mashiach comes. You, you sell a field. You cannot redeem it for two years if you're Yisrael. A coin can do whatever he wants. 25 days later, oh, I decided to plant cucumbers. It's almost Shemitah. Give me my field back. Ah, I just bought a tractor. Too bad. He gets his field back. These two halachas are very important, but not Nagat Hawasugim. Because they're not so much a Yoival halacha. So the two years, one year, that's nothing to do with Yoival. So what is Yoival, says Rashi? That's why there's a long Rashi. There's another halacha. That if Yisrael, designates, he designates his field to Hegdish, and then Hegdish goes and sells it, the field goes out and it becomes the Kayhanim's field on Yoival. But not when a Kayan is Magdish's field. When a Kayan is Magdish's field, it never goes to the Kayhanim. That's Halacha. So since they're not in that final Halacha, the green one, so I would think, I would have a Havimina, that they're not in Shoifer for Roshana. Kamash on the yard. Ravuna starts off saying, Why can't a person be mighty himself? He's a half a slave, half a ben He's mighty himself. Doesn't make any sense what you're saying. You're asking me, can't be mighty somebody else. Why not? Because part of him is no good. Part of him is a slave. And a slave can't be mighty anybody. So how could half of his shoifer blowing, after the sound that comes out of his mouth, 50% of it is a slave sound. And that's 50% cannot be mighty himself. El Omar of Nachman. Comes out very... Reboisai, I had a hard time understanding this. I think I understand it now. Let me ask you a question. What about an Evid who takes a lulav and goes like that? A chatzi Evid, chatzi Could he shake a lulav? Could he shake a lulav? I just said he cannot blow a shoifer. The answer is he could shake a lulav. And he could do all the mitzvahs. The only mitzvah in the world he can't do is shoifer. Why? Because the sound that emanates from his mouth is not a good sound. It's a puzzle sound because 50% of it is the Evid. When he takes a lulav, it's a 100% good lulav, 
just 50% of his hands are no good. His, his lekich, I know I had a hard time with it. You don't understand? But that's not it? No, let's hear what you say. No, no. no one else could make a, he, no one else could be might see him with the lulav, only he and himself. But why? It's a bad lulav. Oh, yeah, it's right. a bad natilo. It's a bad natilo. You're, you're giving me an outcome. I'm asking you why. But why? But why? That's not an excuse that he should be in the lulav. Just because somebody else can't do it doesn't mean it's okay. Mandy, Mandy, but just because somebody else could do it for you, so just because somebody else can't do it for you, doesn't mean that it's okay if you do it. If, if somebody else can't be mighty a woman, so it means that she could do it? No. It means she, he can't do it and she can't do it. Oh, so the difference is, so I'm explaining to you, when a person blows the tkiah, 50% of the tkiah is a puzzle tkiah. It's by a slave. So the entire thing is no good. But the lulav is 100% a good lulav, just he is 50% no good. So the 50% that is good, the Ben Kharin of him, is taking 100% good lulav. But you, but you can't say it. The 50% of a good, of the Ben Kharin part, is listening to 50% shoifer. That doesn't work. The shoifer is zero. When he blows the shoifer, it's a zero. Because part of it is a slave. <clears throat> Even for himself. But the sound coming out, emanating from the sound, is a puzzle sound. But I'm asking you how, just a, a quick, I don't want to get into it because we're running out of time. We only have nine minutes left. How could an Eved shake a lulav when ha, he's half a Ben Chayr and half Eved? The half of his Ben Chayr of, of Eved is shaking and that's possible. Okay. Oh, Eved can do it 100% by himself. Okay. Let's go weiter. Tony. <coughs> If a person is a half a slave, half a free man, he cannot be mighty himself. Listen to this halacha. Says Ahava. Let's remember his name for a second. Ahava the son of mighty. Any brach in the world, let's say I blew Shoifer, I heard Shoifer and Shul, I could come home and be mighty people in the nursing home, do whatever I want, say the brach again. It doesn't work for bigger sanahen. Why? Because there's a there's a concept called arvos. I'm a arv. You have to be mitzvah. I I'm your best. I'm part of you. I'm going to help you. But nobody has to eat. You don't have to eat this bread. You can eat something else. You don't have to eat, drink this wine. So don't drink. Don't be mighty. I'm not mechuyiv. You're not mechuyiv to do it right now. So different. I don't have the arvos when it comes to bigger sanahen. Now it happens to be. I believe. I didn't look it up. I think women, what should they do? When they want to be yaitse. So if a husband is being mighty's wife, they should probably say the bracha themselves. Right? That, that's because that's it. Because they are not chayev like he is. And really, he can't make the bracha for that. Shim loyatza mighty. If he wasn't Yaitza, then he can make the bracha on bread and be mighty them. But if he was already, he doesn't have, he can't make the bracha again. Have a riddle. What is a case that a person made halmaitzi lechem in aretz, and a minute later he can make the halmaitzi lechem in aretz one more time to be mighty somebody else? How's it possible? If he's going to make kiddush on that bread. Since he has to make kiddush on that bread, so he has to make halmaitzi, and therefore he can be mighty somebody else a second time. Boy Rava, 
Question, returning to the Afghaftas on sponsored by Adam Vallis, in memory of my mother, Gail F. Rathner, Avigail Gittel Bat, Pesach Bechava Rivka, sponsored anonymously, Schos, Rishal Tamar Chaya, Bat Sara, to have a full shlem of Bukharoi. Where are we? Bring us a lechem shal matzah, or bring us a yayin shal kiddush hayoyim, mahu. Hear the question? Since there's a special chiyuv, there's no chiyuv to eat bread, but on the other side there is, there's a chiyuv to eat matzah. So now that I have that chiyuv, and I have to, the only way to eat it is to make a hamoitzi. Maybe I should be able to be mighty somebody else. On the little seder, maybe the, the father, fearing the seder, he should say one hamoitzi for everybody. Maybe he could. Give the chayvu mapik. I'll tell you the Amos, I don't really understand this sad so much. But the Gemara says, perhaps, no. Maybe the, the bracha part is not a chiyavan. I don't understand it because in order to get to the matzah part, you have to make a bracha part. So there is a chiv- I don't know. If somebody has a better pshat, let me know. Toshma. So Rapapi, he had some fields and he had sharecroppers and they used to work to the very last second on Shabbos. They would walk in very late into the Suda. So Rapapi would make Kiddush one more time for them. Like we just said, well, it answers the question. If it, if you make Kiddush, not the question, but if you make Kiddush, you can make again, like we said, on Torah Baran. So this is a riot to what Ahava Barabzeir said, that what? That when you're, you cannot make hamoyzi for somebody else. Because it says over here, don't break bread, yeah? Tear up the bread, give it out to people, for your guests. You can't just make a bracha for somebody else. So that's the, that's the concept that, that Ahava said, that you should not make brachas for other people, unless you're eating with them, unless it's your first time. For chinuch purposes, it's okay. When it comes to halal and the megillah, even though you heard the halal, you said the halal, you heard the megillah, you could say it again. Some say it's not referring to the brachas, others say yes. And with that, Hadron Allah, Ru'u Bezdin, Hadron Allah, Ru'u Bezdin, Hadron Allah, Ru'u Bezdin. The final perek of Mesechtas Rosh Hashanah. We're very familiar with this Mishnah. We had it in Sukkah, and we're going to have it in Mir Hashem and Megillah. The same idea that on Shabbos we don't blow a shofar. In the Beis Hamikdash, which also refers to not just the Beis Hamikdash, you hear this libi, but also to Yushalayim. Very good, all of Yushalayim. You blow the shoifer on Shabbos. Now, the Bala Ivri, he was blowing the shoifer 100 years ago or so in Yerushalayim, Bizman Azeh, he held even Bizman Azeh, and they say that Rav Salant went to listen to it, but he didn't let people know that he went to hear it. Okay, I ain't shum. I don't know, I'm just throwing it out there. But say, we don't pass it like the Bala Ivri, great. But I'm just saying that there are those who thought that Bizman Azeh, since Yerushalayim is something, this is one. Even Bizman Azeh, you blow on Shabbos. Not saying any Allah Chalamais, of course. Mishachar Beis Hamikdash, once the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Hisker Biyochin Ben Zakai, Shutaykin B'Chomakayim Sheesh Boy Bezdin. Biyochin Ben Zakai wanted to, to still have the concept of Kiyah Shoifer on Shabbos. She said, anytime there's a Bezdin of 23, then we blow Shoifer. Now, who is Biyochin Ben Zakai, real quickly? The famous Gemara that Biyochin Ben Zakai was one of the 80 Talmidim of Hillel. 
But he's the smallest one. You're not stam a person. He knew all our Bayevarovas and all the Sikhashadim and uh, everything and everything and everything. But it wasn't like you guys have been that the bird that flew over and burned. Okay. Omar Rebbe Lazar. What's the difference between Yavna and, and not Yavna? Because in Yavna, that's when the Sanhedrin of 71 moved over to Yavna. So Yavna had 71. It's not the 23 Bezdin, the smaller Bezdin. Certainly not the three. Not a Bezdin of three. The mission is talking about to start out with 23. He's saying, no. When do we blow Shoifer on Shabbos? Only when we have 71. Any place, is a, even a 23 Bezdin. And there's another thing, in addition to, I'm not exactly sure what, another thing that Yerushalayim was more than Yavna. So we're going to see in the Gemara tomorrow, there are four conditions. If you have all these four conditions, that you see here, close, and you could get there, it means to exclude mountains and valleys, whatever. We'll see the Gemara. Then you blow the shoifer. Yavna was different. Only in the Bezden, not, not just a close place. Says the Gemara. It says in the puzzle that you don't blow the shoifer. It says zichron. Just remember the shoifer. It doesn't say anything about blowing. Because of that, you should blow. So it's a contradiction. Like Hashem. Very hard to understand. The Torah is telling us, it's hard for us to understand because we know the real reason. Everybody's familiar why we don't blow shoifer on Shabbos. But over here, the Gemara is telling us that it's a possible. says, don't blow shoifer on Shabbos. Otherwise, how do you reconcile this contradiction? If it's a Mefurush Apostle, they can't blow Shoifer on the Shabbos, then how in the world do you blow Shoifer in the Beis HaMikdash? Why? How, how could you say that the Beis HaMikdash is different than any other? The Torah didn't mean the Beis HaMikdash. The Torah says, don't blow on Shabbos. It's not a real Melacha. Melacha means exerting yourself, plowing a field, blowing a Shoifer. is not a Melacha. They say, from Panovich, he's in his 90s, they ask him, how do you blow Shoifer? How do you still blow? He says, he brings this Mishnah right here. The Gemara. It's a chachma v'ena malacha. That's how I can do it when I'm 90 years old. Why? Because it's not a malacha. You have to know how to do it. It's a, not a mindset. A better. This is Rudia Sapas for Boisai. This is how they used to bake bread. And this lechayr should be usher to take the bread out once Shabbos comes in because it's a makim patish, it's a gemar malacha. But me, it's a gemar. No, you're allowed to. Why? Because it's a chachma, not a malacha. It's not a big deal to take it out. You just have to know how to do it without breaking it. The pros know how to do it. People with experience know how to do it. It's experience. It's not so much a malacha. Says the gemara. You're right. Oh, the famous gemara. He's only the famous rabbi. People are chayyab, but they don't know how to do it. Mamish, what happened last year during Corona when we were here in this place? We had 11 people diving here, and I had to be in the Baltikaya, and I didn't know what I was doing. 
So I had to take my shofar to Menachem on Yontif. And he showed me what to do. I don't know if I knew or didn't, but, but the, the, my, my, my Shahaya. Hakol, we all chayev, but we need a guy to blow. So what do you do? And that's the exact reason what we learned in Lulav. And that's the exact reason why we said that you can't read a Megillah on Chavez and you can't check a Lulav on Chavez. Now let me ask you a kasha. What is it, one difference that you can think of between a Lulav Megillah and what we just learned, a Shaifer? One difference. We just learned it. A Lulav, you can never shake a Lulav on Chavez. Megillah, you can never read a Megillah on But a Shaifer, you could. When? Bezdin. If there's a bezin, you can't shake a lulav in front of a bezin. It's not going to help you. Now, we're talking about that the bezin moved already. The Sanhedrin moved to Yavna. You have 71 people, G'doylim, the Sanhedrin in Yavna. Everybody gather. Rashi says, So he has an argument with the G'doyle Adar. He says, we got to blow the shoifer on Shabbos. Um, let's sit down, let's, let's think about this. The famous, let's do it. We'll talk about it later. No, what happens when that happens? Let's do it, and we'll discuss it afterwards. 99% of the time, it's too late. We, you do it. And Shalma Yisrael. Then they blew. No, okay, you, you told us we're going to sit down. What does that mean? It's already too late. What do you mean it's already too late? We can't be done now. What if we come out that you can't blow a shoifer? So we're going to look like fools. We just blew the shoifer on Shabbos. So you're going to sit there and do something that's going to make us look bad? Too bad. It's too late. And Mamela, it went in and they blow the shoifer on Bezdin by Bezdin on Shabbos. Have a wonderful day.